0: Welcome to the Mortcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about the Lanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Black and Walsie, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. Uh, I'm recording this on Christmas Day. Uh, uh, they are closed today, but post-Christmas? Hey, look, New Year's Eve is coming right up, and... While we all can't have our big blowout celebrations like we did in the past, we can celebrate at home. And there's no better way to celebrate at home than just get some wine or get some sparkling wine. Get some, some something that involves the consumption of fermented grapes, right? Um, Blanchard, they got 2017 Cabernet, which is really good as long as they have it. Uh, who knows how long that supply is going to last. Uh, it's my personal favorite. But they also have... Rieslings from the partnership of a Western with a Western Slope winery called uh, uh, Restoration and uh, Storm Cellars. There's two separate wineries out there. Um, I'm not a big fan of Rieslings, but they're they're pretty good. But you know these are California grapes, so obviously Pinot is is the specialty here with Blanchard Family Wines. But they got basically everything you need. Uh, Take advantage of their virtual wine tastings if you want to do that. Go to bfwdenver.com, schedule yourself one. I think you'll very much enjoy it. Um, outside of that, it is such a great spot, local Denver business to support in a time where they desperately, desperately need it. Go to bfwdenver.com or your wine bottle, uh, to do a curbside pickup or come in and do a socially distanced outside, um, experience at Blanchard Family Wines in the Dairy Block. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on a very festive uh, Mortcast. This one's not going to be long. I'm going to keep this one to, like, less than 15 minutes. Um, Nuggets lost their opening game. I'm not going to cover that one because I think it's anomalous. It is not going to be a trend for the rest of the season. Now, if I turn out to be wrong... Um, we will. I will address that in a future podcast, but I don't think so. I think people overblow these first game of the seasons, and this that game had a very first game of the season vibe. Um, I do kind of want to talk about something tonight. The, uh, they do the play of the Los Angeles Clippers, and by the way, I'm recording this uh, in a throwback and recording this outside um, because it is like 60 degrees on Christmas, and it is absolutely gorgeous out here. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, the team um, plays, like I said, they play the Clippers um, tonight, and I'm less concerned about the Clippers than I am about one thing, and that is the nexus of Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and um, Michael Porter Jr. There is a, there's a, there's a burgeoning problem, I feel, that I think it's gone kind of unaddressed, but it needs to be, needs to be pointed out. Um, once again, sorry about the geese. Um, the team has, if you saw the fourth quarter against the Kings, you saw something that was only be able to be unlocked because Jamal Murray went out of the game with fouling out, uh, who was having a terrible game anyway. Uh, he hit one of nine shots, which is just—you just, can't have those games if you want to be a superstar, right? You just can't. Um, there was something that happened, and it was Michael Porter Jr. made an enormous difference just in that stretch, and it was on both ends of the floor. It was both offensively and defensively. If you rewatch, if you rewatch the uh, uh, game, you'll notice that Porter had a big effect on the defense, and specifically his ability to cover large amounts of ground and have the biggest reach of anyone on the team who's not named uh, Bull Bull. It was a striking, absolutely striking thing. Not only did he have an enormous impact defensively, but he had an efficient 24 points extremely extremely efficient 24 points sorry about that dog um there is a there is a there's a feeling i think that people have that you just need to play all three of these guys um and the the solution to the lack of and i've heard someone put it this way the lack of oxygen uh, in the starting lineup for scoring is that you just bring one of them off the bench, i.e. Michael Porter Jr., and have Will Barton on the starting unit, and then you have uh, Porter close out the game. I mean, as I said in the podcast before last, I don't mind this um, if Porter gets consistent minutes. Porter had foul trouble. Um, he he uh, got two quick fouls in the first quarter, and just for the first two quarters wasn't able to get into a rhythm, once he, you know, once the foul trouble stopped in the second quarter, or excuse me, in the second half, it, it really unlocked him a lot. He scored uh, 14 of his 24 points in the second quarter. Excuse me, 16 of his 24 points in the second half, not quarter. So there's that. And and there was something that he was doing that's something that Jamal can't do, and that is make an impact defensively when he's locked in, and he was locked in. And it was interesting to see his effect on that team, on the Nuggets, in that quarter. Nikola Jokic was playing like a fucking MVP, right? He was he was just playing in a way that I had not seen him play uh, to start a year in a long time. Um, his triple-double was could have been even better than it was if people were knocking down shots. The Nuggets' team-wide lack of shooting is coming into some sort of four again, but that's a subject for another podcast. The question for the Nuggets is, how do they unlock uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic at the same time? Because... Uh, there seems to be a very consistent theme here that one goes off and the rest are kind of held at bay. Nikola Jokic, since he's the director, kind of the point guard, uh, without being a point guard of the, off- of the offense, he has more of a chance to be consistent because he always has the ball in his hands. And to a certain, to a slightly lesser extent, Jamal Murray. Where the Nuggets have struggled is making, particularly the last year and change, Nuggets have struggled getting that third guy. And that is a hard thing to do. It's a hard needle to thread. Uh, when I come back from uh, the read for DraftKings, uh, I'm going to talk to you about how potential ways the Nuggets can make this happen in ways that doesn't affect their team chemistry. The 2021 basketball season is here. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out yet another can't-miss offer. Uh, Trying DraftKings Sportsbook is easy. And what are you waiting for? To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players 100-to-1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right. All you have to do is bet one dollar on any featured matchup this week, and if your team wins, you cash a crisp one hundred dollars. While we are excited for the return of basketball, let's not forget football's playoffs are right around the corner. So head on over to the App Store now and check out DraftKings Daily Odds Boosts. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get this to get the one hundred to one odd odds. Odd. Cards on any featured matchup this week That's code MHS for, the pl- for new players to get a shot At $100 On any featured matchup this week For a limited time Only at DraftKings Sportsbook Must be 21 or older Colorado only Restrictions apply See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details Gambling problem Call 1-800-522-4700 The Nuggets have struggled To incorporate the three And if anything, the game against the team showed us is that Jamal Murray cannot afford to have one of his typical Jamal Murray uh, games where he uh, is just, you know, just inconsistent during a regular season. That's 100 percent true. Um, If Jamal Murray even hits two more shots, the Nuggets win that game. It is and it's it is what it is. If Jamal Murray has a normal game, the Nuggets win going away. There was a problem. And um, he showed up on the injury report with a knee. Um, I, you know, that could have been affecting him. Who knows? Who knows? Jamal Murray tends to play better injured. So I kind of think that maybe this is something that really wasn't prevalent at the time. But he was limping at, at one point during the game. Um, how you have to do this, how you have to approach this, is giving players time with the second unit. You could start everyone, but you could do what the Bulls did with Pippen and Jordan and just kind of stagger their minutes through the game and then let them play out the whole fourth quarter. Um, Where Malone has generally struggled is staggering his minutes. He has a real issue with not looking unit-wide. He gets guys' minutes... In consistent blocks, rather than putting them with the players that can unlock them. Um, what the Nuggets could do: start Porter, play him the first five, six minutes of the game, take him off the court, put him in at the end of the fourth, first quarter again, uh, have him play with the second unit, um, take him out midway, and then let him close the quarter. Kind of, kind of, kind of let people eat in the second unit. Malone has I don't think it's a deliberate thing. I just think he thinks very in a very linear fashion. And he's going to have to get creative. And this is where I'm really having a hard time figuring out how Malone's able to do this because he is not known for that sort of thing. I mean, he gets creative when He's forced to be with injuries. A lot of coaches are like that. Um, And what really he needs to do is understand that he's got to stagger these minutes in a way that the entire team flows through the game. And I'm really, really, I think I'm looking at the 92-93 Bulls were a great example of that. You had uh, Pippen starting the game, coming out midway through the first, coming back in, he was basically the point guard of the second unit in the first half and the second half. Um, And it was a way to make sure there was always your best player on the court. Where Malone has struggled is keeping his best players on the court. Um, Keeping them in a way that optimizes what they're able to do. Porter um, in the preseason was able to eat on the second unit and that that final preseason game. So it was Barton. I think Barton is less important uh, as far as, you know, maximizing that team. I think he kind of is just a glue guy, which is not a bad thing, right? But Barton kind of stitches things together. Um, he definitely ran out of gas in the second half um, yesterday. And that, DC yesterday, excuse me, um, the last game they played, And quite honestly, him running out of gas severely hampered them. Severely hampered the Denver Nuggets. That was, uh, these geese are talking to each other. Um, He, Barton coming in and having to run point guard for Jamal when he came out, rather than bringing him Monte Morris, uh, there was just, there was chaos. And a lot of it had to do with Jamal, obviously, not being able to stay in the game, and also playing badly, but Barton uh, is not a point guard. Lest people think, keep thinking that this is a thing that should be happening. That's that's not his. That is not his natural you know position. That is not his. That is not his. Uh, he he is a gunner. Okay, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He is a gunner. Gunner's going to gun, and you don't need them running point guard. You do not need them running port guard. So how do, they, how do they solve this? Like I said, stagger minutes, have every all the starters, Porter, Murray, Jokic, start the game, and then bring them in at different times to play with the bench unit. Okay? Don't do bench unit, starting unit, bench unit, starting unit. Do not do this. I think this has contributed to the nuggets looking kind of weird during the regular season. It's okay to be consistent in the playoffs, but it is it is really I mean consistent in a matchup contingent way in the playoffs. But if you're going to compete during a regular season and keep kind of maximize your potential, you can't be stringent on units unit, unit unit, you have to stagger the minutes. If Malone does this, if Malone does this and kind of sees how he can do this, there will be enough oxygen for everyone to be able to score what they need to score and contribute in a way they need to contribute. And I think if Malone gets there, if he gets there, you will see this Nuggets team take off. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, that he starts to do that Christmas night against the Clippers. All right, thank you all for joining me on this latest Christmas edition where the geese are outside um, <laughs> podcast. Gorgeous Denver. It's, it's so nice out here. It's 60 degrees. Oh, so nice. Anyway, thank you all for joining me. I'll be talking to you soon. Goodbye.